Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it, you're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent within a tangent. It's skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. What's up, bro? There's a lot going on, man. Is there? There is. Word. Yeah, so uh, as you know, we gave you our bottom five for Road Trip, and we're going to continue with the top five, our five favorite Road Trip movies. And you know what goes really good with a Road Trip? Beef jerky. And road soda. So we're indulging with a little bit of... Oh, damn this. It's actually... Once you open the bag of beef jerky, it's like... That, that smell hits you in the face. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Not bad. No. It's very good. So we're starting with my number five. From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh. So we have the Fuller family who just... They need a break. Yes. We have the father, Harvey Keitel. He's this, I don't know if he could say retired priest or just kind of like he's looking for something new. He's on hiatus. Yeah. So he takes his family, his daughter and his son, and we're just going to we're just going to go on a on a family trip. Unfortunately, that family trip turns into the Gecko Brothers. No, I know we've we've talked about this movie. A long form it's been in a couple of our lists. They come across the Gecko Brothers, Seth and uh, Rich, and they were on their way to the Titty Twister. Yes, the Titty Twister was a nice pit stop on the way to El Rey. Yes, to meet Cheech number three. Yes. I thought, this is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it's George Clooney, what I think, at his best. Like, his, his funniest, just... Badassness. Exactly. You know, and then we get, you know, the Fuller family. I feel like they kind of need each other, but they don't really know it kind of thing until they until they get to this bar and have to work together. Right. Yeah. Vampires. Yes. When I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, it's a pretty cool gangster movie. Well, what the hell? Vampires too? Yeah. You weren't seeing the, van- the vampires coming. No. Not until basically Selma Hayek was... Licking her lips, watching the blood flow. And she's like, huh, that's strange. Oh my golly. Oh God. All right, so my number five, Perdita Durango from 1997. So Barry Gifford wrote the novel, and it was interpreted by Alex de la Iglesia. Also did Day of the Beast. They actually just played that on The Last Drive-In. We have Rosie Perez. 
Javier Bardem, James Gandolfini as a DEA agent, Screaming Jay Hawkins as a crazy voodoo guy. You know, the I put a spell on you. That guy. He uh, is amazing in this. If you see this movie for nothing else, see it for Javier Bardem's haircut. What the fuck was his barber thinking? I'm thinking he did it himself without a mirror. This movie has it all. So it starts off with a horny leopard pulling the blanket off a nude woman. Yeah, we're off to a great start. Bodies galore, bank robbing, hustling, fake Santeria rituals. There's a mob ran psycho. That's Javier Bardem's Romeo. He meets Perdita, played by Rosie Perez, and they decide to fucking fuck some shit up. So he's basically working for the mob, has a side hustle as a Santeria voodoo guy, basically performing for rich tourists. So the whole thing is they're going to transport human fetuses to Vegas for a cosmetic moisturizer. They end up kidnapping Dwayne and Estelle, two young lovers who Perdita suggests they sacrifice for more satanic scams. Morality does not get in the way of the plot of this movie. Do they have their fingers on the pulse of the underworld? This is a satire for a sarcastic society. This is a great movie, and this is not a movie you want to watch with your parents. I'm putting that out there. I feel it, like most of the movies I watch are movies I wouldn't watch with my parents. <laughs> okay. This movie's fun. It's yeah. horrific. It's a little bit of sexy. It's great. It's weird because, like, with all of the murders and, like, the, you know, people being hacked to pieces and the rape scenes and, like, the violence, the thing that disturbed me the most was that there were a bunch of gas tanks in this warehouse that were not stabilized. They were just, they were just lying around all willy-nilly. That is, oh, that's uh, safety codes. Oh, my God. OSHA would not approve. Oh, hell no. No. So... With my number four, I went with Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, okay. Not the TV show. We're going to go with the 2005 movie. Fun movie. So we have Liz and Christy. They're they're backpacking across the country. Uh, they pick up, well, they have Ben and an Aussie, like an Australian friend. And they buy like this piece of shit car. They're, they're, they're on their way to... I got a piece of shit car. Diesel yeah. God sucks my ass. <laughs> oh, I love that song. That's basically what this car was. It was like this old Volvo. I had one of those. Yeah, you did. But anyway, so they, they're on their way to Cairns, Queensland. But they stop at this place called Wolf Creek Crater. I'm guessing it's like where a meteor hit or something like that. This is big fucking hole in the ground. It's a crater. It's a crater. It is. Yes. Yeah. So something hit it. They're going to leave. The car won't start. Typical. And then this guy named Mick shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take your car. We'll, you know, we'll go back. We'll fix your car and this and this and that. Instead, he's like, have some water. We'll have a campfire. And then they just kind of pass out. And Mick isn't who we think he's supposed to be. No, who is Mick? 
Mick apparently is a murderous, torturous asshole. Ah. Didn't see that coming. No, because they woke up and... What was in that water? Liz is all gagged up. Christy's being tortured. This movie turns into basically them trying to escape this murderous, torturous outback. (laughs) Outback guy. Yeah. Okay. Rough. It is rough. There's some cool shit in the hole. Okay. My number four was originally my number seven. It would have been a direct double if I'd kept it as my number seven. Because I was going to go with wrong turn. Ah. But then I took a right turn, you could say. Just by happenstance, I put on a movie to, you know, thinking I might just have it on in the background while I work on my notes. And then I didn't work on any notes. And I watched the whole movie and I loved it. Wrong turn, 2021. Wow. This movie is awesome. I haven't seen it yet. So, Alan McElroy, the writer of Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. He also wrote the original Wrong Turn movie back in 2003. He came up with the mutant mountain cannibals that everybody loves. So almost 20 years later, he revisited his story. Matthew Modine is a desperate father searching for his daughter, Charlotte Vega, who went missing six weeks prior. So we're in Virginia, a bunch of basically hipsters. Every box is checked off from the hipster checklist here. And it's funny because after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, what do people think about this movie? And basically torn in half. They either love this movie or hate this movie. And it it baffled my mind because I went into the movie knowing nothing about it. And I really enjoyed it. So there are no cannibals in this movie. There are fucked up mountain people, but they just don't eat people. They're not mutants. They're just living in the mountains. So... 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Don't listen to all the one-star reviews. They're just butthurt. <laughs> Next review. One star. What the actual hell? Now, this whole review is in capital capital letters because they want to scream at you. I wanted cannibals with messed up faces. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> That's over a split. But, I mean, this movie was awesome. So they're basically going on the Appalachian Trail. Now, if you do the whole Appalachian Trail, it could take to five to seven months. It's 2,190 miles. Covers 14 states from Georgia to Maine or Maine to Georgia, depending on, you know, whether you're going south or north. Matthew Modine's daughter does an awesome rendition of This Land is Our Land in this movie. And... I don't want to give away too much of this movie because it's obviously fucking brand spanking new. But it is fun. Don't go into it expecting three finger or one eye or two dicks or whoever. (laughs) If you want to see mutants eating people, watch Wrong Turn 2. Joe Lynch does an amazing job with that movie. This is something different. And what I'm suspecting happened is almost 20 years ago... This guy wrote a movie, and the movie he envisioned, they couldn't afford, so he had to dial it back, and that's the movie we got in 2003. Now he got more of a budget, and I felt like he could flesh out his story more, so this might be more true to the story he originally wanted to tell, and wait till the end. 
Don't turn it off until it turns itself off. Until it's like, boom, done. Watch the whole fucking thing. Great movie. I'll have to check that out. Because I knew, I knew there was a new one coming. I don't think I realized it was actually out yet. So my number three. I went with 1975. Race with the Devil. Nice. Yes. So we have Roger Marsh, Frank Stewart. They own this motorcycle shop. And they're set to go on the best damn vacation ever. Mm, sure they are. Him him and his wives. It, well, his wives? <laughs> Their wives. So they, they get this, I believe it was Frank, they got this giant RV. This big $36,000 RV. What, what does an RV go for now? I don't know, but this is 1975, so that's probably had all the bells and whistles. It did. You know what? Because it had a microwave oven. It had a color TV. And color wasn't even invented back then. And it was it was perfect, like, reception. That's what he said. But anyway, can you imagine? Like, those things go for, like, $150,000. Yeah, so basically that's what he got back then. You're right. So they take the wives. They go on this trip. They stop in this area where... You know, the two motorcycle shop owners have to go, like, race their bikes, and then they come across, like, this satanic sacrifice-slash-orgy-slash-murder. No way. Only Quagmire would say that. Or me, just now, because I just said it. You did just say it, but, you know, there was also a murder. Also the orgy, but there was also a murder. Hey, I got two eyes. I can, like, cover one and peep with the other. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, basically the movie is them... Trying to get away from these Satanist hippies. Uh, the police basically said they're like, "Oh, they must be just hippies. Hippies killing animals, but they're 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 hippies that kill people and sacrifice them." Doesn't sound like any hippies I know. Well, besides Manson hippies. Yeah, I don't know any hippies, but it's a fun movie. I find myself watching a lot of seventies horror lately, and trying to put myself in like. Like their shoes, like what it was like to watch these movies back then. Yeah, it, like I feel feel like obviously they were a lot less sheltered. Maybe like, like horror wasn't main. Like it's not a mainstream thing back then. Okay. I don't think it was. I mean, we had Dracula and Frankenstein. Right, but I mean, like like people now, like they see a guy, like they see a movie where the dude like cuts off a head and falls in the street. Like, we just go, ha, back in, like, the, like, late 60s, early 70s. They weren't as desensitized. That's the word, desensitized. Okay, I get you. All right, so my number three, not a movie from the 70s, but kind of an homage to movies from the 70s. I went with Quentin Tarantino's Thunderbolt. Hmm. Oh, wait, Death Proof. (laughs) From 2007, we have two sets of babes. That are stalked by stuntman Mike, a mechanophiliac sociopathic serial killer. Killer, killer. This movie is so much fun. Obviously, it was the second half of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse. I actually saw this in the movie theater. And Death Proof is my favorite movie out of the two. But when I saw it, it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I felt like I was sitting in that seat forever. I think that's what, what a lot of people complain about is it's almost like two movies. 
because you're introduced to the first set of girls. You make it like a long way with them. And then you're meeting a new set of girls. But it's totally worth it. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The action is on point. And just the cast is insane. I mean, Kurt Russell plays stuntman Mike. Zoe Bell gets her first starring role. Rosario Dawson, Vanessa Ferlito, Rose McGowan is in this. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Quentin Tarantino, he's in the movie. He plays a jerky bartender. Eli Roth is even in this movie. Fun, fun fucking movie. And a lot of cool cars. A lot of cool deaths. That one accident where they show it multiple times. So you can see it from different horrific angles. Yeah, this is a movie that I've seen quite a few times since. Awesome movie. Two separate road trips. Nice. So my number two. I went with... A lot of people may disagree with the version that I went with. No, you didn't. I didn't. I only say that because I can see your notes. (laughs) I went with The Hitcher 2007. Sean Bean. Yes. A guy whose character never lives. No. (laughs) Ever. Not to spoil anything. (laughs) But it's kind of his thing. Yeah. I really like this version. He does have that intensity. He does. I mean, obviously, it's not the the Rudger Hauer, C. Thomas Howell, Jennifer Jason Leigh version, which I love. I do. But I thought this was a cool... A cool version, too. Uh, directed by Michael Bay. I mean, you could tell this is a Michael Bay movie. The action in this movie, compared to the original... Yeah. It was definitely amped up. Right. Like, I was surprised that one car didn't turn into a Transformer and start <laughs> punching people. It might as well have. I mean, we have Jim and Grace. Like, they're they're going on this trip for, for spring break. And they almost hit this dude in the road. And he's just like, what the fuck is that? And like, and the guy is like, oh, he's like a hitchhiker. He's like, oh, like I need a ride. And Jim is just like, deuces, I'm out. I'm gonna leave you here in the pouring fucking rain. But then they Riders come. On the storm. <laughs> but they come across him at a gas station. He's like, oh, hey, like I'm super sorry for fucking leaving you out here. He's like, okay, that's great. Can I get a ride? Okay. Guilts him into it. Right. How did he catch up to them? Hmm. Who knows? So, and then, obviously, he's not who we expect, they expect him to be. He's definitely who we expect him to be. Right, exactly. And so, he, basically, the things that he does to other, like, other people, he's now framing this couple for. Yes. And now it's their job to obviously convince like the police that you know it's not them committing these things. But it, I thought Sean Bean did a great job with the character. I'm a big fan of his. I thought it was a pretty good remake. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. I mean, Sean Bean. If they, I feel like if they did many other people, it it wouldn't have worked. I really did enjoy this remake. Um, but yeah, he does have that quiet intensity yeah that the role needs if you're going to be john Ryder, you have to be like a presence right exactly 
So my number two, I went with a, a movie from 1986, The Hitcher. <laughs> Does this count as a double? I feel like we should drink. Drink! Half a double? Okay. So, Rudger Hauer, C. Thomas Howell, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jeff DeMunn does a little bit of Dale face in this movie. So, C. Thomas Howell's character is transporting a 1977 Cadillac Seville to California. It's nighttime. He's been driving along. He starts falling asleep at the wheel. And he decides that's the opportune time to pick up a hitchhiker. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Rudger Howard's standing by the side of the road, pulls over. My mother told me never to do this. Asshole. Always listen to your mother. She's always right. Definitely right. Because basically, Jeremy gave you the plot. This movie doesn't have as much action as the Michael Bay version. No exploding it, cars? No exploding cars, but it... It, fucking horrific, man. So, basically, the guy got the idea for this from the Doors song, Riders on the Storm. That's why it starts with Rain and the Hitchhiker. Um, I didn't see any brain squirming like a toad. I was I was waiting for that. But maybe that, that, maybe that was a subtle, subtle tease that Rutger Howard played with his eyes. Maybe you could tell that he was fucked up. But wicked awesome action, suspense. Everyone does a great job in this movie. Wicked fun time. It is fun. You know, it's funny. You know, the last place that I worked at, the, the bowling alley that we, you know, may have had a few good times at. It doesn't exist anymore. We partied the fuck out of that place. We did. So, my boss... She, um, you know, it's funny because I would always say how much I liked horror movies and all this stuff. And, like, she hated that kind of stuff. This was the one movie that she actually said that she really, really liked. Nice. So it was weird. So, like, you know, we talk about it. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we like this, we like that. Ah, oh, that movie's stupid. <laughs> I like The Hitcher, though. So I, I, always, I always found that interesting. Yeah, and, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Joyride. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Joyride, much, 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 much newer, but they definitely paid a little bit of homage to to, to this. Yeah, no, I agree. So... Number one. Numero uno. Probably, I mean, it, it's the, the road trip of road trip movies. Dumb and Dumber? No, 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 no. The Muppets. Yes. Moving right along. We've been good friends and good times. Something and no, that's not how it goes. Uh, it's not that. Although <laughs> that movie is amazing. <laughs> the Ta Wizard with Super Mario Three and Hell the Power yeah. Glove. Is I it not that? Dude, I wanted the Power Glove. Oh, everyone wanted the Power Glove after that. I'm sure fucking Nintendo shit. Skyrim and then we realized that the Power Glove sucks. <laughs> it was terrible. If, if you had Mike Tyson's Punch Out, it was cool. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I had the power glove and then I returned it because it sucked. <laughs> uh, no, I went with probably the road trip movie everyone thinks of when you think of a road trip movie. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, okay. We have Sally Hardesty, obviously, and her paraplegic brother. 
Because yeah. you bring them on road trips. Well, I mean, they were going to visit their grandfather's yes. grave, who, which, not who, he, he wasn't decimated, but his gravesite may or may not have been. Correct. So, they're on this road trip, obviously, after they visit this gas station type, like, area. They come across this hitchhiker who leads them to this house. It's obviously not what they think. No. I mean, we've, we've talked about this movie, probably... Up and down. Everybody knows this movie. Yes. Everyone knows the movie. Yeah. You get stuck. You put on a meat hook. Yeah. And you run around screaming. You have to go to dinner with the fuckers. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a horrible time. It is. For the people in the movie. For the viewer, it's an amazing time. It was an amazing time. One of my favorites. One of my favorites as well. Have that on VHS still. And I only have a couple. So my number, number one... one. I was torn between a couple different movies. And I actually went with one that kind of took inspiration from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I looked at the Rob Zombie trilogy with the Firefly family. Any one of those movies could be a road trip movie. Because House of a Thousand Corpses, you get the group writing a book about driving across America and stopping at all these crazy sideshow type attractions. The third one... It's like a jailbreak and then run from the law road trip movie. But I went with The Devil's Rejects from 2005. They're also running from the law on that one. But it's a road trip movie. They make a lot of fun pit stops. And again, soundtrack, phenomenal. Starts off with our boy, Blind Willie Johnson. And I mean, obviously, the, the whole soundtrack's good. The cast is insane. Sid Haig, Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, she's in all Rob stuff. Bill Mosley, William Forsythe, Ken Faree, Leslie Easterbrook. Every single person that's in this movie is is someone. Dave Sheridan, he was I mentioned a few episodes ago when, when we did our creature feature because he was in the, the uh, not the stuff. <laughs> the special. Danny Trejo, Elizabeth Daly, Michael Berryman, Tom Towels, Towels, Tolls. Sorry, bro. <laughs> you go either way on that one. But the reason I really wanted to bring up Rob Zombie is because I wanted to bring up this random road trip story that Jeremy and I share. So back in the day, I'm listening to 107.3 WAF and John Osterland was I mean, DJ I, back I, then. I miss John Osterland. I miss WAF. So, he's talking about the newly erected Rob Zombie statue that is in the middle of Haverhill. And I'm like, damn, that'd be cool. But it's like two hours to drive to Haverhill, so it was just one of those things you put in your back pocket, and it's like, ah, you know, someday I'll check it out. Well, someday arrived. Jeremy just happens to be going to meet a girl in Haverhill. And I'm like, that was such a trade wreck of a day. <laughs> Don't spoil it. So, hey, do you want to you want to go to Haverhill? We've been talking about that Rob Zombie statue. You want to check it out? I'm like, hey, yeah, sure, why not? We'll uh, we'll smoke a bunch, meet this girl, and and she'll bring us to the the Rob Zombie statue. You even asked her about the Rob Zombie statue, and she's like, oh yeah, I'll take you to the statue, no problem. So we take the trek to Haverhill, get there. And I find out this is a setup. For one, 
Jeremy has never met this girl before. <laughs> no. Number two, I was a pawn. I was only there because she was only going to meet Jeremy if he had a friend for her friend. And I have a rule. I had a rule. I don't need the rule anymore. <laughs> but it was, I don't go on blind dates because I ain't. Yeah. To be so, fair, I kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I don't fucking believe you at all. So we get, I seriously had we no get there. Clue. We eat at like friendlies or something. Did we eat? Oh yeah, we had we had food. This this stretched on for hours. Did it? I I it feel, I feel like it didn't. I was like a little child asking about the Rob Zombie <laughs> statue because I was getting increasingly frustrated. <laughs> I probably asked like twenty times, like, "Are we gonna see the Rob Zombie statue?" And they both kept stringing us along, like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna check it out. It's actually near my house. Let's swing by my house real quick." Blah 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 blah. For anyone listening that might take the trek to Haverhill, Massachusetts, just know that there is no Rob Zombie statue. There never has been. Maybe someday. But as of when we went and today, it does not exist. So don't put up with anyone's bullshit. It's not there. I came up with the worst out for that, too. I'm, like, such a shitty person for that. Yeah, let's not even mention it. But let's just say that there was a fake heart attack involved. And we have to go to the hospital right now. What an asshole. I mean, it's better than my excuse. My excuse was, like, fuck you. Bye. But Jeremy's a nice guy, so we created this whole fake heart attack story. Yeah, so that, that, that pretty much wraps it up. You can check us out on Spotify and iTunes and Podomatic. Drop us a line at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email about how awesome the Rob Zombie statue is. We know who you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Follow us on Twitter at fans of the dead one. Follow us on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh, we have our own website, fansofthedead.com. Get all our old episodes, all our YouTube videos. Some new YouTube videos going up there soon. You can buy t-shirts. We'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Alright. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace.